Welcome to Blended. I am your host, Jeremiah Wallace, and my goal is to see blended families thriving. If you are navigating this experience, then you're in the right place. This podcast is purposed to provide support, information, and the encouragement that we need to fulfill our family's potential. What it do, blended crew. It's about time we addressed the topic of step parents. It is a topic that is close to my heart, considering my role within my family and my step parent experience, along with all others, is very unique. Although there may be traces of similarities, I do not believe that there are identical situations because you're dealing with unique people with unique personalities within very unique circumstances. So just as a disclaimer for the blended newbies, I became a stepfather six and a half years ago and my wife's daughter was four or five years old at the time. Do the math. Do the math, Jeremiah. It's somewhere in there. Okay. No judgment. Okay. (laughs) I'm focused on the things that matter. Not the age of the little girl that officially became my child on my wedding day. Come on, people. (laughs) But I'm pretty sure it was five. And at that point in history, I had no previous marriage or children of my own. So we officially became blended, just the three of us on that magical morning. And there are so many other situations that consist of something vastly different. However, even if you were once married and you are bringing kids into this relationship on both ends, I still believe that as a step parent or a step parent prospect, we absolutely have to do our homework in order to protect ourselves, to protect the children involved And then to protect and have concern for the person that we are interested in being in a relationship with. And I do believe that that order of protection is really important during this process, because putting yourself in the position to create a blended family or blend your families means that you'll be gaining much, but you'll also be losing much. And the consequence of this situation not panning out, especially if it it began and it's existed for an extended period of time, those consequences are huge. Much is at stake. When you consider the idea of giving so much of your time and effort to something that you shouldn't have been a part of, and then protecting and considering the well-being of all children involved is obviously very important. They are the people that did not ask for any of this, and there's a limited amount of control over their personal circumstance and the decisions that their parent or parents are making. So considering them and their best interests is also super important. And last on that totem pole is the person that you're actually interested in. Just like in any potential dating relationship, you want to tread lightly. But when it comes to dating a single parent and potentially creating a blended family, you you pretty much want to be floating. Okay, forget treading. We're floating right now. That's 
how much precaution you are exercising during this process of getting familiar with these individuals, with this unit, as well as trying to figure out whether this is the right move for you or not. And just to provide a bit of a reminder, most of these situations do not work out as far as creating and sustaining a blended family or creating a situation where you move in together and you are cohabitating. These situations coming to a close or separation eventually taking place happens at a rate of about 70%. And I think it's even higher with cohabitating. And I know when you think about 70% for those of us that were not super studious when it came to school, knowing that you didn't study. When you hit that C, you got around that 70%, you got that passing grade, you're like, hey, great success. But when it comes to the blended family, that rate of 70% suggests that a lot of failure is taking place within these family dynamics as they are living together, as they're blending and doing life together. So that makes the outcome of separation or divorce fairly inevitable. And I think that this is happening at such an extreme rate because not enough people are doing their homework. And of of course, all adult parties involved are responsible for what happens during a relationship, and they are also responsible for the outcome of that relationship. But I think the prospective step parent, the potential step parent has a very unique job and vantage point. And as we as step parents exercise diligence in doing our homework, I strongly believe that the rate of failure that blended families are currently experiencing would drop significantly. And just as a disclaimer, during this podcast, I am going to address the step parent prospect as if that individual does not have any children. I know many people listening have children on both ends, and this is still very much pertinent for those that are in that situation as well. But for the sake of time, I will be communicating as if there is only one single parent in this scenario. But well before becoming a step parent is our reality. I believe doing your homework consists of getting answers very clear answers to some very big picture questions as you're either early on in your dating or you're not even officially dating yet. You haven't declared anything, but you're getting to know this individual. I recognize that these questions needed answering in my own personal experience. And I've realized through interviewing people and having conversations that these questions or these issues that pose themselves in my personal experience were familiar to the experience of other people within their own unique circumstance. And I constantly see it both ways where someone is interested in gaining this information and understanding insight doing their homework as they are engaging in what could be a relationship. And I see it on the opposite end where three, four years down the line, there are issues in these areas because those questions were never answered. They were probably never posed because they weren't deemed necessary. But before we get into those big picture questions, I want to remind potential step parents that are in the process 
of doing their homework that you need to exercise some level of selfishness during this process. Because again, your first priority is to protect yourself. And I don't suggest this because you're under this extreme threat or anything. I just believe that protecting yourself puts you in a position to then protect the children or child involved, and then you can protect the person that you're interested in. And by protection, I mean exercising precautions so that you don't put yourself or anybody else in a position that they should not be in. For instance, before my wife and I started our dating relationship, I believe she was something like a year and a half removed from her most recent relationship, which, which is still pretty soon, if I'm being honest. But during that time, she also cut out all the dudes that either she had interested in or, or had interest in her. And I strongly believe that if we had engaged in a relationship even a month before we eventually did, then I wouldn't have been protecting myself and I would have also been putting her in a position that she wasn't prepared for. She needed to recover from her previous situations. She also needed to get to know and value herself. Her daughter needed her sole attention during that time and she needed to grow a bit more familiar with what she wanted in her next and last relationship. Not to mention the additional time that I needed to mature, to grow, and to maximize the freedoms available to someone who is single. And by maximize, I mean go to the store without having to worry about whether you remembered what she asked you to bring back and the potential dispute about whether you just don't listen or you just don't care. Because I definitely forgot. <laughs> those are just things I wasn't concerned about for those last moments of singlehood. And this is not to say that we were 100% prepared for what was up ahead of us. We were not perfectly prepared to engage in a lifelong commitment. However, we were ready to start the process. And I knew that we were because I wasn't willing to put myself in a position that I wasn't supposed to be in, nor was I willing to put the person that became my wife and her child in a position that they weren't supposed to be in. I strongly believe that there are a ton of selfless people that are willing to be in a relationship with a single parent. And I think that that's great. However, it's also dangerous because when selfless people recognize a need, they want to fill that need. And you won't have to look far in this scenario to recognize a need. But the thing is, we are not supposed to be the answer to a problem. We are not supposed to be the source of the healing that is very clearly necessary in this situation. At best, our addition complements this person that we're interested in along with his or her children. But our addition was never meant to complete them. So the problems that existed before you came around are not absolved with your presence. I mean, you're cool and all, but you are not that cool. <laughs> so being a little selfish and protecting yourself does not just serve you. It actually serves everyone involved. So now that we've gotten that out the way, it's time to get to the homework. Yay. How exciting. Never thought I'd say that in my life. Again, these are the big 
picture questions that have to be, that have to be answered clearly or as clear as possible before taking any more steps toward a committed relationship. And there's no specific order as to what needs to be answered before the other. They just need answering. And we're going to go ahead and come in hot with this first one. (laughs) And the first one being, how did they contribute to the downfall of their relationship? Again, you consider the fact that a lot of these people were married at one point and they ended up being divorced with a child present after being together for umpteenth years. So what happened? And I know it's natural for us to take their side and to agree with them concerning the issues that the other person brought into the relationship and the fact that they are likely the source of the downfall. However, everyone has a hand in the outcome. So in some of the more lopsided situations, maybe the other person was unfaithful. Maybe the other person did just quit on life, started doing drugs, and they stopped trying. But the question remains, what did you contribute toward this outcome? Did you enable this individual? Did you at any point kind of devalue yourself or make yourself less and give this person permission to operate however they wanted to? Or did you recognize behaviors before, but you minimized them because you didn't want to make it a big thing? You didn't want to end up in a fight or you didn't want to think that this could contribute toward the end of your relationship. I need to know how you contributed toward this outcome. And it is preferred that by the time you are asking this question, this person has already had this revelation within themselves. If you're posing this question and you're trying to get this information and this has not yet been processed, that is a huge red flag because that suggests that learning and growth, personal accountability is not very present. And what they likely contributed to the last situation will transpire or manifest itself in this new relationship. Again, the other parent may very apparently be responsible for what happened and how things turned out, but you cannot deny the fact that it takes two to tango and it also takes two to untango. I just came up with that. That's pretty good. But you'd be surprised by how infrequently that question is posed. And that's the furthest thing from protecting yourself. I told y'all these are big picture questions that need some answering. We ain't playing today. But another question that I believe requires answering is what's the quality of the relationship between the parent and child, between the individual that you're interested in and their child or children? Some indications of the quality of their relationship could be like how often do they have custody? What does time spent together consist of? Is it intentional? Are they connecting with the child at his or her level? Or are we in separate rooms and the child is on the tablet or playing video games and I'm in a separate space? We're interacting here and there, but it's not necessarily intentional. Not that that time can't exist. You just have to be able to gauge and recognize one versus the other. Also, how do they parent? I know that this could be a big picture question 
in and of itself, but it is important for you to recognize their parenting style. Like, are they a totalitarian and just domineering over their child? Are they super passive? And I know it can be difficult as a single parent to accommodate all of the needs of your child. So oftentimes you want the time spent together, especially if it's limited to be happy times. So we're going out, we're going to the park, it's all parties and there's an absence of discipline. Or is there a balance between the two? And what you need to know is that this is not determined within a month's time. It takes months upon months to really be able to accurately gauge how someone parents. It's possible to put on a face when you're present, but over time, you'll see those cues and you'll see some of the behaviors that'll let you know how this individual parents and you agree with it. You have a conversation with this individual about it just so you guys can get on the same page, especially if momentum is being built and you believe you can actually see yourself with this individual. And as you're paying close attention to determine the quality of the relationship between the parent and child, it's also very important for you to find out whether you like the child or not, because you are not just entering into a relationship with this person. You are officially to some degree in a relationship with that child. And I know there are some extremely difficult situations, but there's hardly a more selfish thing than to say, I'm going to be with this individual, but I don't care for your children. I'm with you despite your kids. I'm going to go ahead and straight up say it. If you don't like the kid or the children that much, then you probably shouldn't be with this person because again, it's your job to protect yourself and then you're protecting the children. You can't simultaneously be with this person and reject the children because their behaviors, their personalities, their habits are extreme. It is okay to say, I can't be with you because of your kids. That seems so rude. It seems like a slap in the face, but you're operating from a place of protection. You're saying, hey, I don't see myself being able to maintain my peace and sanity in a relationship with you with your kids. Like, I can't do it. That is a tough route to take, especially if you really like this person, if you're a big fan of them. But it is a sign of maturity and you're putting the first things first, not your relationship, not your desire to be in a long term relationship, but your protection and therefore the protection of the children. And therefore, it is in the best interest of the person that you like, that you want to be in a relationship with, whether they recognize it or not. But I will say, as far as the quality of a parent's relationship with a child, this is a very important one because it reflects their priorities. Because if that child, that vulnerable human being that is likely going through some things, if they're not being taken care of, then the person that you're interested in, the single parent, is likely not taking care of themselves. And there's no way that they can then take care of or serve you adequately. So if you, the step parent prospect, if you're interested in a single parent and they're not fighting tooth and nail to be in the lives of their children, that is very 
alarming. Yes, the other parent may be making it a living hell for them and very difficult to be in the lives of their children, but that's just one of those things where it's of unquestionable importance and you need to be able to see that. If you don't see that, then I strongly suggest running in the opposite direction because if he or she is not pursuing their child, then there will come a point where they stop pursuing you. I can almost guarantee it. And another big picture question that needs answering is understanding the state of the relationship between the person that you're interested in and the other parent. You need to know, like, are they civil and able to operate as functioning adults for the sake of their child? Or do they want to shoot each other every time they see one another? Also, how often are they interacting in what manner are they interacting phone conversations or are they texting what does the conversation consist of is it solely focused on the child or the children and their needs or are they friends and they're talking about personal things between one another and I've even found for myself that that can be an obstacle or an area of challenge for someone interested in a single parent because of how uniquely complicated that relationship is like this is an ex and for no reason should there be an ex present or have any type of influence or communication with the person you're interested except when they've created a human being together which is by the way one of the more intimate things that you can do with another human being (laughs) and as step parents or step parent prospects we want to be understanding we want to be mature we don't want to fly off the handle When there is communication taking place, we don't want to suspect the worst or accuse the other person of overstepping. But at the same time, we need to draw a line and establish what we're willing to deal with and what we're not willing to deal with, what we can handle and what we cannot handle. What I personally cannot handle is my wife and the other parent having a personal conversation. That's just not a situation that I was willing to enter into prior to even starting our relationship. So as I was doing my homework, that was an area that I gave attention to. It was important to me that their relationship, the basis of their relationship was focused on the child and pretty much the child alone. So needless to say, that was a huge plus for me when I saw that that's how my wife operated. There were clear boundaries in place. And not only that, those boundaries had been in place well before I came into the picture. It's not as if we started talking and all of a sudden she's like, hey, I'm sorry, we got to kind of separate or adjust the manner in which we communicate. That had already been there. So as a prospective step parent, it's likely that you haven't asked yourself these questions as far as what you can handle or can't and what you're willing to deal with and not. But take the time to do that and don't feel bad about it. Then communicate what you feel or what you think about the communication and what that consists of. And either it works or it doesn't. This is another one of those things where you may feel like you're being immature or childish for saying, I can't be with you 
if things are like this, but that is the very opposite. Being able to call things what they are and honoring your boundaries and your comfort level is the best thing that you can do for everyone involved. And another thing that will help you kind of understand the state of the relationship between the parents is figuring out if that person, the other parent, is consistent with what you're being told. Again, it's easy to take sides with our love interest, the person that we're into. So we may never meet this other parent, see them or even hear them, but we'll believe the stories. We'll adopt the same potential frustrations or angst that they have toward that individual. But you need to know for yourself if what you're being told is accurate because that can change the entire perception of the situation. For instance, if somebody is saying that this person is unreasonable and they're not letting me see my child when in fact they are dodging responsibility and they're the ones that aren't making the effort to see their child, that changes everything. Well, before my wife and I got married, she informed me that the other parent He can be pretty combative and unreasonable. And she explained to me how tumultuous their relationship was. And I definitely listened and it helped me understand things a bit more. But it wasn't until I saw that stuff for myself that I was like, "Okay, so this is what it is. There was actually a point we were engaged at the time and they were having a phone conversation concerning their daughter and he was on speaker and I was sitting right next to her. And eventually he kind of turned up and he started cussing at her and calling her out of her name. And I had to speak up and I had to check him. He obviously didn't know I was there. And immediately after I made my presence known, that whole tone changed. But I knew at that point that the situation was what she said it was. And this is another one of those things that have to be determined over time. You have to wait and see oftentimes if the situation is what they say it is, because the last thing you want to do is completely commit and immerse yourself in this relationship. And then you find out down the line that it was something else entirely. And although I believe that there are a bunch of big picture items that need to be addressed before committing yourself to a person and potentially creating a blended family, like do you put ketchup on your macaroni and cheese? What do you put in the bowl first, the milk or the cereal? And psychos go milk first, by the way. Or do you dip your fries in mayonnaise or do you sleep with your socks on? These are big picture items, but I feel as if there's one more question that needs answering that really helps determine whether this relationship is going to be possible or not. And that being, how is the other parent going to respond to my presence? I believe that this should be a deliberate and intentional process in that when you guys come to a place where you're ready to start dating one another, no, you are not committing your life to each other yet, but there is strong interest there. And it's likely that you, the step parent prospect is going to be around and therefore the child or the children are going to be exposed to you. I believe that at that point, it's important for the single parent to reach out to the other and say, hey, I'm dating this person and our child is going to be around them. And in many cases, this sounds 
much easier said than done. But nonetheless, I believe that it should be done regardless of the mental state, the emotional state of the other parent. I believe that they should be afforded the right to know who their children are exposed to, especially if that exposure could be long term. And know that when this happens, all hell could break loose. Like, how does this other parent respond? Do they explode and they start attacking the person that you're interested in? Do they immediately start manipulating the child and suggesting that you guys are trying to take them away? Or do they start withholding the child from the single parent that you're interested in as leverage or to hurt them because they don't have a legal custody agreement. Or maybe they're just going to be extra sneaky and they're going to start contacting the other parent more or even flirting to potentially get them back and essentially put an end to your relationship. These are all very insane options, but these are outcomes that are being lived at this very moment as we speak. And although that behavior is pretty insane, it's immature, and it's harmful toward the child, it makes sense because some of these people feel as if they're losing everything and then all of a sudden, this person is going to enter into their child's life. They're taking their ex. It can just be much for people. But the opposite is also possible. Does this person handle this news with maturity? Do they want to meet you, the person that could potentially be a significant figure in their child's life because enough time has passed for them to heal and move well beyond the relationship that they once had. That would be the ideal response. But either way, as the step-parent prospect, it's important for us to have honor, respect, and appreciation toward that other parent, regardless of who they are and how they operate. I know for some of us, that is extremely difficult because this is a high-conflict baby mama, baby daddy, whatever. These individuals can be extremely unreasonable and disrespectful. And I'm not asking for anyone to be a doormat, but honoring, appreciating, having some level of respect for this individual allows for you to maintain respect toward their child or their children. And again, that is the second most important thing for you to protect the children. So as you can see, the very last thing that you want to do is pose or find out the answer to these questions well into a committed relationship or as you are blending your families. It's important to know this stuff up front. Do your homework because regardless of whether you've studied, the blended family will provide plenty of tests. And you want to be ready to knock those out of the park or at least get a passing grade for the time being. But for those of us that should not be engaging in a potential relationship with a single parent or blending our families, the last thing you want to do is enroll in a course that you should not be taking. That has nothing to do with your major, buddy. <laughs> do your homework and you will know the difference.
Thanks for tuning in and please subscribe so you don't miss out on any of this blended goodness. It's going down again next Wednesday, but until then, do not settle for anything less than what's possible.